Big Queer Wrestling Podcast is brought to you in partnership with Hope Spot Clothing Company. Hope Spot are a brand that look to celebrate more inclusive world in professional wrestling, with money from each purchase being donated to a variety of different causes. Listeners to the podcast now receive 10% off using the promo code BQWPOD over at HopeSpotCC.com. Hello and welcome to the Big Queer Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host Jason Joshua. Today I am joined by Camille Hansen. I'm going to pass it over to themselves so they can give themselves a proper introduction. Hello, yeah, um, so I, my name's Camille Hansen. Uh, I'm kind of at the start of my career, really, as we kind of spoke about a little bit uh, before we started recording. Uh, I'm from the north of England, and as far as I'm aware, I'm one of, I'm not the first, but I'm one of the first trans wrestlers in the UK, which is um, yeah. quite anxiety-inducing, I think. Yeah, um, I can imagine. There's definitely less than five that I know of. Yeah, I can only think of one other trans woman yeah. off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, things are changing, but it's... Yeah, I can imagine that's fairly hard. You say you're fairly new to it, but you said before we started to talk, um, it's kind of been an on and off thing because uh, you coming out made a difference to it. So when did you originally consider wrestling and... How was it delayed? So, um, basically, so I actually started training, like, way back um, in my early teens. Like, I, I want to say sort of, like, sort of 13, 14 years old. Um, it was like, quite a small promotion uh, run by a guy called uh, Steve Sykes, who was uh, kind of running things at the time, really. Um, and yeah, I, tra- I trained. I-, I wasn't out at that point, I was, so I was still training, sort of as a guy. Um, but I think that it kind of I could never kind of get to where I wanted to be, and I think I still had a lot to learn. Just because I was obviously quite young um, at the time, which obviously makes things harder anyway. Um, and I think I kind of had this brick wall that I kind of couldn't get over in terms of the fact that I did have this kind of thing that I was dealing with on a personal level. Um, that I kind of needed to get through and that's what I ended up doing I trained you know sort of on and off because I think that I couldn't really stick to it because I kind of had this thing that I was dealing with quite a lot of the time um, personally so I uh, took myself away from wrestling for a while because wrestling's always been my sort of outlet Um, and the thing that kind of got me through like coping with the more difficult side of being trans but also, I, I, I think I restricted myself from getting too far into it just because I, I think I just mentally I just couldn't do it. Um, but now that that's sort of out of the way and, and, you know, that I have come out, it's now a time where I can properly focus on um, really improving. And, and I think since I have come out, that's the time when I've actually made the most progress in wrestling. Um has been since I came out, yeah, which I did, I came out uh, in 2019. So when you came out in 2019, obviously it's a very personal thing, did you immediately get back into the wrestling and say, well, I feel more myself now, or did you wait a little bit, sort things on a more personal level and then get into it? Um, well, the, the problem was, is the kind of, the, so I came out in late 2019, um, and the problem I think was really more than anything was actually, you know, within a few months of that, the pandemic hit. So yeah. I came out late 20, 2019 and 
obviously just in, in, in basically the turn of the new year and in, in the early in early 2020 we obviously went into lockdown um so i kind of just just started to come back to it um obviously you know it, like because i've been training sort of on and off for um some time it wasn't like i'd gone back into it as a beginner um but I, I, I didn't get to where I needed to be. Sorry if you can hear the dog in the background. It's fine, we've um, had much worse. <laughs> fair enough. It's, uh, we have a right yappy little dog at home. So. Um, yeah, I think like I, I got back into training, but I couldn't really get deeply into it because of... Um, because the world of going to poo, so, yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, but then since then, I think I've kind of... I, th- I think, and I, I spoke to a couple of other people about it, uh, and other people seem to have had a similar experience. I think lockdown kind of made a lot of people realise, you know, how serious they were about wrestling, or you know, how important wrestling was to them. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Obviously, some people kind of a lot happened during lockdown with wrestling. And, yeah. Um, I think it allowed people to really sort of look quite inwardly about what wrestling meant to them, and. For me, it was basically it was that actually, you know, I really need this is something that I really kind of need to put all my effort into, and that's what I've been doing since I've come out since I've uh, come out of lockdown, really. Yeah. So, admittedly, I don't know a great deal about you, but I have seen that you have been on shows. So, has that been since sort of lockdown eased? Yeah. So, uh, we we had. Uh, an event on at Playfi, which is where I've been training. Um, so, so I am currently living in London. I'm originally from a small town called Grimsby, uh, which is just on on the banks of the River Humber. Um, but I moved down to London at, at sort of September time this year um, for a university placement, and so since then I've been training at Playfi, which is uh, Paranoir's new school. Nice. Yeah, um, and that, and uh, so that was what the uh, m- most recent match was on. How but, did you? Uh, oh, sorry. Sorry, go on. Sorry. How did you find getting back on a live show? Yeah, it was good. It, it was kind of um, the show was more of a sort of test show, really. So it wasn't uh, necessarily open to the entire public, just because obviously with it being a new. Um, training school is very much sort of figuring out how things are going um, yeah but it was yeah it was just good I mean I, I've I used to do um when I was training when I was sort of like 14 um the promotion that I used to train I did a fair few shows for them um under this uh under a, a rather interesting old character it was um it was a bit of a strange character that I had, but um, so I did a few then. Uh, but I think it's just the excitement, isn't it, of doing shows when, when, especially after the wait, yeah, after us being in lockdown so long, um, and the nerves. I'm, I'm definitely my own worst critic, so I think I'll, I'll, that was it. Was the excitement of being back, but then it was also just the nerves of just like you know. Don't screw up, uh, but that never goes away with me. Oh no, I get that. I completely understand. Did it? 
Uh, tell me if I ever get too personal. Did it feel? No, did it feel different between before coming out and after coming out, show-wise? Did it have a different feel to it because you felt more yourself this time? I think so. I think um, I'm still very much finding myself um, in wrestling after coming out. Because uh, I, I think I found since, since I, I started training after coming out, it's very much after kind of trying to look you're almost trying to relearn your own body, um, which I found was the biggest struggle. Um, but in terms of being on shows, uh, it didn't feel that different actually being on shows, but I think just wrestling in general has felt different since I came out. Because um, I think, like I say, just because I've, I've had to kind of try and relearn my own body and it's sort of different. In some ways, it's a different style of wrestling. Yeah. Um, so it, it's been hard. I think in some ways, I'm, I'm kind of benefited, I think, from kind of wrestling in a very masculine style and then going and trying to kind of uh, sort of adopt a more feminine style. It, it's not necessarily been a bad thing for me. Um but it's certainly been different, yeah. Yeah, I imagine it comes with a lot of changes. Like, obviously, I can only imagine to a point because I've not been through it. But you were saying like you're getting used to your body and stuff again. How's training itself been? I imagine everyone's been really good about it and helpful. And yeah, I've, I've never really had any problems. Uh, I've had problems with training. Um, I, th- I think, like, even even in terms of, like, taking moves and things like that, like, it, it's it's not felt too different, which I think I'm, I'm happy about. Cause I think I was expecting it to be worse than it was. Um, but then to a certain extent, I always try and just expect the worst because then you can't be too disappointed. Um, but it, it's... I think the way people are with me has luckily not been too different in my experience but then I think I think that's more just me being lucky because you know I've heard stories of other people who haven't necessarily been so lucky um, but yeah I, I, in, in terms of training I've been pretty lucky in terms of it not really being too different Nice Yeah overall I'd say Reston's fairly open and good about this kind of thing now you still get yeah, a few bad eggs but they're slowly disappearing because people are just sort of more accepting of change, as silly as it sounds. Um, yeah, I think so. I think, so. I think that, like, obviously, because I've kind of, even though my wrestling's been broken up, I kind of, I feel like I've been around wrestling quite a long time. So I've kind of, since being 14, I've kind of had experiences and I've had, I've had sort of an insight into wrestling as it's changed from quite a young age. Yeah. Um, and it just, it does feel really positive now. Um, I th- I'm interested to see where wrestling, wrestling in this country goes in, in sort of the next few years, because obviously we kind of had quite a big high with British wrestling a few years back. And yeah. maybe it's done down a little bit now. I know a few people feel like it's kind of gone down a little bit now. I 
think that there's so many talented people coming through. Yeah. Uh, I'm quite excited more than anything, to be honest. Yeah. We did go through a bit of a boom, but I think people underestimate the variety and the amount of talent that's going through the British scene, just because it doesn't necessarily get a highlight. Yeah, I think so. And I think as well, um, there seems to be this kind of... like Having, having lived in sort of Grimsby and, and, and the Humberside area and, and being around that scene and then being around the London scene a bit, having recently moved to London, what I've noticed is that there's this kind of, this is sort of like big gulf between like wrestling in the North and wrestling in the South, not in terms of quality or anything like that, but, but I think some of the time, like there's not a lot of crossover, like a lot of people in the South don't necessarily know what's going on North and vice versa, in yeah. my experience anyway, uh, which is a shame because I think that you know, there's a lot of very talented people in the South who may, maybe don't get the attention they deserve up North, and there's a lot of pe- talented people up North who don't get the attention in the South. Um, yeah. But I think that's where, like, that's probably the biggest thing that needs yeah. to happen in wrestling is I, actually... I think things are opening up a bit more now because people are sort of more aware of everything that's happening after a lockdown. Yeah. Twitter's been a big, big help. Yeah, massive. So, going back to yourself a bit more. Yeah. When it comes to like people you look up to, or sort of like, um, yeah, well, people you look up to, is there certain? Do you look at certain wrestlers, or is there certain celebrities or people in the public eye that you sort of look to? Because I imagine it might be a bit more sort of difficult to relate to people because. There's not a lot of trans people in general on, not even the British wrestling scene, but wrestling in general. Yeah, I mean, obviously there is some. Uh, there's some people who who have come through in the last few years who I admire hugely in terms of trans wrestlers. Um, Nyla, I think Nyla Rhodes. Without Nyla Rhodes, I'd have probably never come back into wrestling um, after I came out. Uh, like I, I always knew that coming out was something I was going to have to do, but I think I, I, one of the reasons that I was kind of scared about coming out was because I knew how much I loved wrestling and I had kind of convinced myself that the moment I came out, I wouldn't be able to do my wrestling anymore. Yeah, telling yourself it was one or the other. I did the same when I came out. Obviously, again, slightly different, but I thought as soon as I came out, it was, it was not going to happen. So... I relate quite heavily with that one. Yeah, and this is it, and and I think that that's why like, I have so much admiration for her in terms of I know the impact she had on me in terms of making me realise oh my god, actually I can do this. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure there are, there are, there are sort of equivalent examples for yourself uh, on that front. Um. So yeah, like, I, like, I think that she's obviously kind of one of the top people that I would really admire in terms of wrestling. Um, but uh, I think there's a lot of people, I'm kind of someone who will look at certain people for certain things and just go, oh, that's really cool that they did, rather than like admiring people as people a lot of the yeah. time. Uh, the, 
there's a, there's a lot of like, I'm trying to think of kind of trans people I really admire to be honest um, Gino Dawson is someone not not in wrestling um, but she's a trans woman who has kind of done a lot of things she's probably most known for, for her being an author and she's um, just absolutely excellent in terms of she's very sort of frank a lot of the time uh, she wrote a really good, a good book which uh, I really recommend reading actually if, if people haven't read it uh, called The Gender Games which kind of answered a lot of questions for me and I think it's answered the questions for a lot of people um, when it comes to kind of trans issues uh, so it's not quite a wrestling example but in, if someone's actually interested in Yes, yeah. people more broadly um, that book yeah, is excellent it doesn't have to be um, a wrestling example it's just people that have sort of helped you along to get to where you are yeah I mean she, she's definitely one that I have a huge amount of admiration for um, and also like one that uh, someone who I, who I admire greatly is um, someone who I've known in wrestling for, for quite a while uh is uh, Scotty Rourke. Yeah. Uh, like, it, it, it's, it's like, it's really weird to me. So I, I used to train with him, like, when he started training. It was like when I started training. Um, but, you know, he's someone who's just worked his ass off and has just done so many cool things. And he's amazing. I would say he's probably one of the best up-and-coming wrestlers um, in the country at the minute. And, and also, uh, a lot of the mental health advocacy stuff that he's done um, has been so cool as well. Um, he did... I don't, I don't know how many people know, um, but he did, like, a TED Talk, uh, I think, a couple of years ago now, about how wrestling helped him with his mental health and things like that. So he's someone who is absolutely great. Um, and yeah. someone who I have a lot of admiration for. Nice. Yeah, so it's nice that you've sort of been able to find the right people. It's nice to hear. Um, yeah, so I've asked you a bunch of quite personal and to-the-point questions, so I'm trying to ease it off a bit now. It's my next, my next question is, what are the plans moving forward? Have you got a goal, a specific thing you want to do? Um, now that hopefully we're avoiding... Like Touchwood, we're avoiding any further restrictions or at least anything that will stop wrestling shows. What What are the plans in wrestling? Um, to be honest, like for me at the minute, it's just about training as hard as I can possibly train. Um, you know, I, 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 to a certain extent, I do, I do really believe that like the harder you work, like things will come in time. Um, and you know this year obviously there's going to be a lot more opportunities hopefully for me in terms of shows um, there wasn't as much last year obviously we've just been in lockdown for quite some time yeah. um, but this year there's a lot of opportunity in shows and so obviously my priority is getting on shows but I, I feel that to do that for me it's all about just training as hard as I can you know I, like I'm trying to do sort of eight to 12 hours a week, if not more, of, of pure wrestling training, just because I think that's kind of 
the way to get to where I personally want to be. Like I said, I said earlier, like I'm my own worst critic, and so I kind of the way I, I kind of like hold myself to account. I think is just by training as much as I can and yeah. just doing it that way. On the I other really end of that, I'm just going to pop in. Try not to burn yourself out. Like, there's training hard to get where you want to be, but it's no good to anyone if you run yourself into the ground. No, I, I get that, but I just. I, I, it's, it's always been the way that I've thought. Like it's just always been my uh, thought process with anything that I've done. Um, but I mean, I'm like I'm reading a book at the minute called uh, Bounce, and it's by this. I think it's like a table tennis champion or something like that, where he kind of basically talks about um, at length about the evidence, kind of showing that the, the best way to get to where you want to be is by just practice, and so that's kind of. I think the way I'm trying to do it, like it, it, it's like I know, like you say, like it's hard to kind of you can't always, you know, sort of be so self-critical. Yeah. But I, I, I I've never not been my own worst critic, and it's, it's like such a hard mindset to get out of. I think sometimes, isn't it? But I think I think yeah. a lot of people in wrestling have that mindset. Yeah, I think a lot um, of people in wrestling have it. I think a lot of people that are part of the like queer and LGBTQ community have it as well. So you probably yeah. have it slightly more so. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's just how our minds work. Yeah, mate, it's been double for me. Yeah. So you want to get on shows, but is there specific shows you would like to get on? Are there specific yeah. companies that are sort of, you've sort of looked at and gone, oh, them? Yeah, definitely. I mean... Um... BWR, uh, British Wrestling Revolution is is um, it's the company most local to where I'm from um, in Grimsby. I, I, I've you know that's where I have trained for a lot of the time, a lot of the time before moving to London, um, and they just do so many great things. I think you know they there's a reason why like this promotion from Grimsby actually gets so much attention nationally now I think a lot of people really take notice of BWR um, and there's a reason for that they're just so good uh, so so just entertaining to watch everything that they do is entertaining um, so BWR is always going to be top priority for me uh, and the other top priority is it's probably quite a um, quite a cliche one but Pro Wrestling Eve I mean Pro Wrestling Eve for me, is the top sort of all women's company in the country, um, and I mean I've seen a few of their shows since I've been down in London. Um, I and I think I think for me, um, aiming towards kind of that sort of tier of show is what I want to do. I yeah. mean, if I if I get anywhere near there in the next five years, I'll be very very happy, you know. Yeah. So you've got clear goals and things you want to do. Um. Yeah. Nice. So I ask everyone three people to watch. So you've been around the scene for a while. You go and watch shows. You train with a lot of people. Three people that you think don't get enough attention or should 
someone should Google them or Instagram them or look their stuff up on YouTube. Okay, so, uh, I mean, so, the first one I kind of mentioned earlier, um, I think a lot of people are now aware of him, but if you've not seen him, uh, go and watch Scotty Rock. Absolutely, just extremely good. Um, and I, for me, like, there's the world's his oyster. Um, he recently won... Ultra X Championship at TNT, and that was, I, I, I was there live for that match, and it was a really good, it was a real good match to watch. Uh, Four way match with Ethan Allen, he'd like us to, and man like Clarice. Um, yeah, so go watch Scotty Rock if you get a chance to. It's absolutely, absolutely amazing to watch. Um, yeah, what one that is sort of. A little bit of a, of a bygone era, but it's always um, sort of good to watch in terms of sort of picking up on on, on things or on moods and stuff that is maybe not used as often anymore. Is Buddy Rogers? Um, there's quite a lot of Buddy Rogers matches on YouTube, and it's often it's quite good to go go back and watch. You know, I like to go back and watch sort of Buddy Rogers and and, and Blue Fez and a lot of sort of wrestlers from um, a few years ago just because there are things that they do like I say that you don't really get to see done anymore um, and I've certainly started trying to bring some of their stuff into my mood set and that's something I want to do going forward more um, so yeah Buddy Rogers go and watch him and also Obviously, I'm laying under him at the minute, um, but I do think he's probably one of the best in the country, if not the best, uh, Cara Noir. Yeah. I don't, I, think, I, I don't think anyone can argue with him. I think, I, I think he's, he's probably the best wrestler in the country right now. And if you aren't watching Cara Noir, then you really should be. Um, just because everything he does is just... You know, if you want to watch him for the carrot side of it he's got that if you want to watch him for the wrestling side of it you know he's got that too um yeah I mean, there, there, there are other people I, I, I could easily name for different things as well um in terms of if you want to watch someone who is a very entertaining funny wrestler who definitely doesn't get enough attention uh Jimmy McKilwee he only really wrestles at BWR um Jimmy McKilley is very, very good. Um, sort of very entertaining underdog. Couldn't really get gets the crowd behind him like no one else really in in, in uh, BWR. So I know I said four there, but I just it's alright. No I one ever sticks. To mention Jimmy just because Jimmy's just yeah. No one ever sticks to the three. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Um, that's everything I tend to ask. So nice and easy. Where can people find you on social media? Yeah, so Twitter really is the only thing I use at the moment. Um, so it's at the underscore K underscore Hansen, and it's Hansen spelled S-E-N. Um, that's the only thing I really use. I don't really... Like, I have a personal Instagram, um, and a couple wrestling people follow me on that, but I like to try and keep that private. Um, yeah. 
just because of, of my job, I kind of have to keep a lot of my personal social media private. So, uh, but yeah, if you want to follow for wrestling stuff, the the K the the underscore K underscore Hansen is the main place. Um, nice. I mainly tweet just <laughs> my my inane views on the world. Um, but yeah, if that's what you wanna, if you wanna follow me for wrestling stuff, go there. Awesome. Um, so that's everything. Thank you for being a part of my podcast. Cool. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Um, thank you for everyone that listened. Hopefully, someone pays attention. That podcast does what it's meant to do.